Hi, I'm Michael. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm also the missions director. As a church, we are committed to answer God's call to reach every nation. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. See, if this is your first time, we're talking about four miracles in the book of Acts as initiated and as done by the Holy Spirit in the lives of the disciples in the church. And so we look at these four miracles, and last week we started with what happened in the upper room. The upper room basically is where the disciples were at, a, a, a relatively you know, a medium-sized room where 120 of Christ's disciples were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And we learned last week that during Pentecost Day, the Holy Spirit came upon them and empowered them to speak in other languages. And because of that, the people around them, the thousands around them were bewildered and curious what was happening. And because of what happened, Peter took that opportunity and preached to them. And the Bible says 3,000 were added to the church that day. That was the birth of the church. Now, when Peter spoke that message. You know what happened? Peoples from different tongues or people from different um, nations were there and that catapulted that, that in a way birthed churches all across the known world at that time. Do you know that we are beneficiaries also of what God did in Pentecost? Because of what happened there, we now have a church here in the Philippines. We now have people who are here worshiping God who have a knowledge of who Christ is. And so because that is the desire of God, we are not just supposed to stay in the upper room. God desires for us to spread out to the different nations. In fact, that is a good picture of what it means to have Sunday services. Do you realize that? See, we are gathered here every Sunday, sometimes 10, sometimes 12, sometimes 3, sometimes 5. We are gathered, so to speak, in an upper room of UP Town Center. <laughs> Diba? We are on the, by the way, I heard, dapat pala second level. We can't say third, third floor, although it's third floor. But from uh, the rules of, or how it was labeled by the mall, sabi nila dapat daw second level. Kasi merong lower ground, merong first level, and then second level. Di ko alam kung bakit ayaw nilang gawing third, no? But uh, some of you were wondering, eh, but sa elevator nakalagay three? Tinanong din namin yan, okay? So. But we are on the second level upper room. But every time we gather here, I know you like praise and worship. I know we all get the peace of God, right? We, we all experience the peace of God, right? We all experience the grace of God. We all experience the encouragement of God. We all experience the inspiration from the Holy Spirit every time we gather together. But you know, the purpose of that peace, that grace, that strengthening, that inspiration and encouragement is not just for you. The purpose why God gives you peace, God gives you grace, God gives us encouragement and inspiration is so that when we go back to our homes, when we go back to our schools, when we go back to our offices, when we go back to our neighborhoods and communities, we will spread that joy. We will spread that love. We will spread that peace. We will spread that encouragement. We will spread that inspiration. Look here. The power and the grace of God is big enough not just for you, but for your family as well, for your communities as well. So that is the goal of God. Now, 
sa disciples, what happened? So we're gonna look at the story, di ba? After Pentecost, what happened to them? Well, after Pentecost, we see in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John decided to go to the temple and decided to speak about God, to speak about Christ in the temple. And while they were in the temple, they saw this lame beggar, for 40-year-old lame beggar. And when they saw this man, this man was looking to Peter and said, Can you give me alms? But Peter looked at the man and said, Look here. Look at me, sabi niya. Money I don't have, but in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. You know what happened in that story, right? He stood up, and the people around them were amazed at what happened. And again, Peter used that opportunity to speak and preach about Jesus Christ, and many, again, got saved. Now, the religious leaders got wind of this. They were worried about what's going to happen. And so they called for Peter and John, you know, to this high council area and questioned them. Not just questioned, interrogated, not just that, accused and even warned them severely not to tell of Jesus Christ again to the people in their, in their community. Now again, when they, when they heard about this, when Peter and John heard the warnings, the stern warning of the religious leaders, Ito yung naging reply nila. Okay, in verse, Acts chapter 4, verse 18, they called them back and warned them that they were on no account ever again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But here's what happened. In verse 19, But Peter and John spoke right back, Whether it's right in, the, in God's eyes to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. As for us, can you say, as for us? As for us, there is no question. We can't keep quiet about what we have seen and heard. There's something about the power of God in the life of a person that you cannot but speak about what God has done. How many of you, you can say, God has been good to you? How many of you can say, God has been good to your families? My prayer is that God will give us the passion. God has given us, give us that appreciation of what He has done that we cannot but, like Peter, we cannot but just speak. We cannot but share it to the people around us. Kahit na mahihain tayo. Meron ba dito mahihain? Marami pa rin. Okay, last week, maraming mahihain din. Ano? So, nung pinagpataas ako ng kamay, sino mahihain? Nakaganun lang sila. Okay. Mahihain talaga. Okay. But yet, when we look at the disciples here, grabe, no? As for us, there's no question. We can't keep quiet. You cannot shut us down. You cannot silence us. We need to speak about Jesus. Grabe yung boldness. Grabe yung, ano, no? grabe yung, grabe yung courage. Two uneducated provincial men having the guts to speak in front of the spiritual supreme court, so to speak, at that time. Grabe, nakaka-intimidate yun. I don't know if you've been in a court Meron ba dito nakapunta na kayo sa isang court of law? Di ba? Sa isang judicial court. Man, I've been um, in a judicial court with an official session twice. One, to attend the wedding of my brother-in-law. The other one was to attend to a case, to a hearing of somebody. And when I was there, let me tell you what. I mean, you experience, I don't know if you've experienced that, di ba? Yung nandun ka, nakaupo ka, tapos nagkukwentuhan kayo. Pero the moment the, you know, the, the announcer says, let's all rise. And then pumapasok yung judge, the honorable so-and-so is here, biglang tumatahimik. 
Pagtayo ng judge dun sa may high chair niya, di ba? Tapos pagkapukpuk ng gavel. Grabe talagang parang maririnig mo yung ano eh. Maririnig mo yung... Maririnig mo yung... <laughs> Sobrang tahimik. And when the judge would give the verdict, grabe rin talaga yung respect. So, imagine being in front of a Supreme Court. Can you imagine the intimidation? Can you imagine the atmosphere? This was like that. They were in front of the religious Supreme Court, so to speak. But, from the scripture that we read, they were not intimidated. They were respectful, yes, but not intimidated. Please hold that thought. We're going to go back to that later about the boldness. We're going to go back to that as we proceed with the story. So what happened? Sinabihan sila, okay, magbibreach. But this is what happened in verse 12. Acts 5.12, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. In verse 14, And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. Sinabihan sila, wag mag-preach, pero nag-preach pa rin sila. Sinabihan sila, wag kayo mag-pray dun sa mga may sakit, pero nag-pray pa rin sila. And so as a result, mas dumami sila ng dumami. The church was growing and growing at that time. But here's what happened again. In verse 17, But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is the party of the Sadducees, the elite of those religious leaders, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the disciples and put them in public prison. Now here, Hindi lang si Peter and John yung pinakulong. Lahat na nung disciples. All 12 of them. Kasi nandito na si Matthias at that time. They were all rounded up and brought and brought to, you know, to the prison cell. And they were in prison. Can you imagine si Peter at si John? If you were Peter and John. Imagine that, no? Kagagaling ko lang dun isang araw eh. Ibabalik na naman ako. If you look at the lives of the disciples, they were not imprisoned just twice. Some of them were imprisoned several times. And so what's the point? The point is this. There will always be opposition to God and His works in this side of eternity. It is baffling actually why people who would see the miracles and who would see the wonders and would hear a very rational and emotional spirit, a spirit quickening preaching, but still they would choose not to believe. You know why? Because reality is, there will always be opposition to God and His works in this side of eternity. Now we all know this, right? Some of you are familiar with what, what's going to happen you know, at the end of age. When Jesus Christ comes back again, returns to earth, that's going to be game over. That's the end of time. And so what will happen is, no more opposition because Jesus Christ will reign now as King of kings and Lord of lords. The enemy, the devil, will be hurled to Hades and will spend eternity under torment. We won, mga kapatid. We will win in this game. But as we're waiting for that, there's brokenness. There's pain, there are challenges, there are sicknesses, there will be opposition. Whether it is people 
whether it is circumstances, we all know this. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against a spiritual enemy. And his main description, main job description is to steal from us, to destroy hope and faith in us, to destroy our relationship with God. Now, again, totoo ba yan? Well, think about it. Meron ba dito yung after mong magano? No? I mean, you're preparing for Sunday service. Excited ka nang pumunta ng UP Town Center, tapos biglang magkakaroon ng away sa bahay. Nangyari na ba sa inyo yun? O kaya naman, di ba, after mong pumunta ng church, sobrang na-bless ka dun sa worship, sobrang na-encourage ka dun sa mga nakausap mo, nakilala mo, pero pag soon as pa ka na ng bahay, di ba, dun pa lang sa restaurant, parang haba na nung pila, ang dami nagagalit, parang ikotulitin, nai-impatient ka na rin. Nangyari na ba sa inyo yun? O kaya nagda-drive ka pa uwi ng bahay, tas biglang meron mang kakat na lang, tas biglang babanggain ka pa, nangyari na ba sa inyo yun? O kaya Monday na Monday, di ba, sa opisina, pagpasok mo, excited ka sana for a fresh week, but yet pagdating mo, grabe yung boss mo, nakasinghal agad sa'yo. It happens, right? Because we will never, in this, in this side of eternity, we will never run out of opposition and persecution. But that is true also in the global faith. In fact, I want you to listen to this. This is very important. I know here in the Philippines, we're a Christian nation, at least dubbed as a Christian nation because of Catholicism in us. And so in terms of believing in Christ, we are not as persecuted. But reality is this. I want to share with this with you, okay? There's a ministry called Open Doors Ministry, and their goal is to support missionaries and churches in persecuted nations. And this is what they found out. If you would show the map, show the map, please. And open doors, uh, you can research that. This is a map. And this map depicts to us all of those colored places. Those are the places wherein Christians are persecuted. And in fact, they are different degrees of persecution. Yung mga yellow, high level of persecution. Yung mga orange, very high level of persecution. Yung mga pula, extreme level of persecution. And this is what they found out. They said more than 360 million Christians suffer high level of persecution and discrimination for their faith every year. One out of seven Christians are, persecution, are persecuted worldwide. One out of five are persecuted in Africa. And two out of five are persecuted in Asia. Kapitbahay natin to, mga kapatid. Two out of five believers. Can you imagine that? For every two out of five, that person will encounter some form of opposition because of his or her faith. In fact, last year alone, 5,621 Christians were murdered because of their faith. 2,110 churches have been attacked or even burned. Last year, 4,542 Christians were detained because of their faith. Now again, that's far from reality here in the Philippines, but that does not negate our responsibility as the church here in the Philippines to pray for those people, right? And so every time you're reminded of this, please do pray. Please do pray for them. Their struggle is real. Their persecutions are real. Now, 
even in our local context. Actually, not local, but even in our own church family. I've heard testimonies of missionaries and believers from Creative Access Nations who have experienced persecution. Just this um, Wednesday, Wednesday I had a meeting with one of our missionaries in a Creative Access Nation, meaning we said not Creative Access, illegal maging Christiano. Okay? And so that nation is a Buddhist nation, and that nation is governed by military law. And so it is, it is, it is discouraged and ostracized and persecuted kung Christiano ka. Sabi nga niya, in, in her country, 2% lang yung mga Christiano. 2%. And so, nung daw siya ay na, naniwala na kay Jesus when she gave her life to Jesus, she said that, you know, um, nung nanay niya at tatay niya, nagalit sa kanya. Hindi naman siya sinasaktan, but yet the words that she got were so painful to bear in those times. One of her, the students that she reached out, um, ganun din. Nung nalaman ng pamilya na naging kristyano siya, you know what happened? They cut her off from the family. Sinabihan siya, hindi ka na namin kamag-anak. Sinabihan siya na hindi ka na namin susuportahan. And so, from the time that she became a Christian, naputol yung tuition fee support niya. One of our pastors, um, who got saved also from a Muslim nation, when he got saved, he was so radical, he started a church in his Muslim nation. You know what happened? He was imprisoned because of his faith. One of our pastors. Not only um, one, of, uh, one of that, no, but one, I guess, close to home. One of our former students in UP, okay, uh, as she was attending one of her philosophy classes, the topic was about the, uh, the topic was about there is no God or atheism, and she bravely stood up and said, "Sir, can I say I am a Christian and I believe that there is a God?" The teacher laughed and said to her, "You know what? Let's do this challenge. If at the end of this semester you still believe in God, I'll give it to you." But let me tell you, you will never get a grade higher than cuatro in this class. I will fail you. Sabi niya, kung hindi ka titiwalag dyan sa pananampalataya mo. Many years back as well, in Philippine Science High School, meron ba dito graduate ng Pisay? Okay. Meron, mga mga ilan-ilan. No? Sana, yung sa, karamihan sa atin, sana lang tayo. Okay. Pisay, Okay. But in Philippine Science High School, there was one student, one of our students then, you know, sobrang passionate siya kay Lord, she loves God, and she would, you know, um, really be, she's very devout in her, in her faith with God, but yet she had bullies around her. In fact, one of them would bully her so much that would say, you know, every time that they are interacting, we want to, born again, born again, kapa, born again, kayo. I mean, sinabihan siya ng ganun, tas kung ano-ano mga taunting yung gina, nangyari sa kanya, no? But how many of you know, it's okay. How many of you know, in the midst of persecution, God is still with us? In the midst of opposition, God will never leave us nor forsake us. In fact, look, let's look at the map again. Can you flash that again, the map? When you look at this map, do you know that according to missiologists, the fastest growing Christian churches are in those highly persecuted areas. The fastest growing churches, they have more believers there than here in the Philippines. 
Even though there's a lot of persecution, God is still moving. Remember the missionary that I spoke to you about who's persecuted in her home? Sabi niya, he prayed, she prayed one day, Lord, ang grabe naman ito. Siyempre, hindi naman nagtagalog, no? Okay. Pero, Lord, grabe naman yung, ano, yung persecution. Pwede ba masave din yung ibang kapatid ko para hindi lang ako persecute God answered her prayer. Dalawa sa sisters niya, na born again. Pati yung cousin, na born again din. Tapos lahat sila ngayon, serving strong in the church. Remember yung na-reach out niya, yung kinot off ng family. After kinot off, you know what happened? She was then supported by the people in church and now she's about to finish her degree because the church has been supporting and she is still passionately reaching out to the people around her. Remember our pastor who was in prison? He was released eventually and he was exiled actually. But you know what happened? In the place of exile, he planted a church and the church grew and he started to minister to the Muslims in the area and he was able to raise many more Muslim, former Muslim Christian pastors who are going back to his nation, the nation that he imprisoned him, that they will start new churches in those places or in that place. Grabe, no? Remember the UP student. Sabi ng teacher, you will, magkakasingko ka pagka hindi ka, pagka naniniwala ka pa rin kay, sa Lord mo. No? You know what happened? She stood for her conviction, she kept her faith, and at the end of the term, she received the highest mark in the class. Naalala niyo pa yung bully? Naalala niyo yung bully? Sabi nung binubuli, balang araw. Nasa akin ng huling halakhak. Sabi ng binubuli, ano? You know what happened? When the bully became, you know, went into college in UP, got so radically saved that he became one of our pastors here in Victory Katipunan. <laughs> Iniisip nyo, ano? Sino yung bully na yon? <laughs> Sino yung bully? Okay. Sabihin ko na ba, Pastor Emil? Ay, then, 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 hindi si Pastor Emil. Okay. That was Pastor Erwin Ramos. Kaliit-liit na bata eh, ang bule. <laughs> How many of you know, God can turn our persecutions and our oppositions to praise and testimonies. Amen? I love how Jesus put it. Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There may be opposition, there may be, you know, persecution, but it will not prevail against the move of God in and through your lives. Let me tell you this. Some of you, you are facing, hindi naman persecution, but yet you are receiving some opposition, some pushback, some indifference in your homes. But let me tell you this. The gates of hell will not prevail against the move of God in your family. Some of us, were experiencing opposition at work. The gates of hell will not prevail against the move of God in your office. Some of you, you desire for your classmates to get saved, but yet it's taking time. And some of them are antagonistic already of you. Some of them have branded you. But the word of Jesus Christ says, the gates of hell will not prevail against His work. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for that. 
In fact, when we look at the disciples, balik tayo dun sa story. Nakalimutan ko na yung story. You know? so, sa story, okay? So, um, nakulong yung mga disciples. Nandun na tayo, okay? Nakulong sila. Pero yung nangyari in verse 19, ito, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Grabe, no? Mas malupit pa. Okay, mas malupit pa kay... Sino nga yung star ng prison break? Anyway, yes. Okay, okay. That guy, okay. Ito, angel mismo. Anyone of you here, have you seen, a, you've seen an angel? Meron na ba nakakita? Oh, meron na, okay. Yung mga husbands, nakakita na ba kayo ng anghel? Guys, that's the cue. That's an assist. Huh? Yes, okay. That's an assist, okay. Parang ano yan, Nicholas Jokic to ano, Jamal Murray and dapat islam dunk mo yung mga galal, ano? Yes! My wife is an angel, huh? Lalo na pagtulog. Okay, hindi, hindi, hindi. Nilaglag. Lagot ako mamaya. Personally, my closest experience to an angel. Actually, I had. I didn't see it. But this is what happened. Okay, let me tell you We were praying in UP, uh, you know, between um, UP, film, UP Theater and College of Music. Kumakita mo doon, meron daan doon eh. Tapos sa side ng UP Theater, meron mga areas wherein you can just gather. And so, we gathered some of the students and we had a prayer meeting. We were praying for the campus. And then as we were praying and worshiping, there was one middle-aged woman who seemed very lost and mukhang impoverished din talaga siya na lumapit sa amin. We found out her story na gusto pala niya umuwi ng probinsya kaya lang wala siyang pera. And so, sabi namin, o oh, sige, tutulungan ka namin pero okay lang ba ipag-pray ka muna namin. And so, the students gathered around her and then prayed for the woman. As, as they were praying, the woman fell down. And so, when she fell, hindi naman siya nabagok, to, pero nasapo naman namin pero nung nandun siya sa floor, yung mga students pinagpipray lang siya. What was weird was, as we were praying for her, this woman, habang nakadilat siya, nakangiti. And then, nung nahimasmasan na, tapos nakakausap namin, tinanong siya, bakit ka nakangiti nung pinagpipray ka namin? Sabi ng babae, kasi habang nagpipray kayo, nakita ko kayo lahat, pero sa likod nyo, meron mga nagniningning ng mga tao, ng mga tataas na tao, tapos nakalihans din sa akin. How many of you know, angels still minister even today, right? Praise God. So, know that. Whenever you're laying hands on somebody, hindi lang ikaw yan. Possible, may angel din na nakalay hands yan, no? Point is this. Uh, well, actually, what happened was, yes, we were able to help her, but you know, one of the students stood up and spoke to her and shared the gospel. The best news is, this woman got saved and we connected her to the church in, a provi- in the province that she's from. Why did he go there? Well, again, we're talking about angels. Now, this is what the angel said. Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Siguro iba sa atin, ano? Baka inisip natin, eh, pwede ba? Kung ako siguro yan, ano? Go? Sa temple ulit? Pwede ba ikaw na lang? <laughs> angel ka naman, di ba? I mean, pag ikaw ay nagpakita doon, malamang marami makikinig. 
I want everyone to listen here. This is very important. The ministry and the message of Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection, His gospel was not given to angels. It was given to all of us who have been redeemed by Christ. Jesus, He did not die for angels, but He died for you and for me. Amen? And that is why we have this wonderful privilege to be the ones to speak about Jesus to the world out there, right? Amen. Amen. Now in verse 21, that's what they did. When they heard this, grabe eh, they entered the temple at daybreak. Diba? At daybreak, they entered the temple and they began to teach. Hindi na ininta yung ano, tanghaling tapat. Bukang liwayway palang, they were already there and they were preaching at the very same place where they were arrested. At the very same place where they were persecuted and warned not to speak about, about Jesus Christ. They were there again, boldly speaking about the death, resurrection, and the power of God's salvation in Jesus Christ. Again, what boldness, what courage. When I was thinking about this, again, that was boldness and courage for their context. But how about us? What do you think boldness and courage for Jesus would look like in our context? What do you think would boldness and courage look like in your life? If the Holy Spirit is with us and He has commissioned us what do you think should boldness and courage look like for us? For some of us, maybe boldness and courage can take the form of you stepping out and praying for your office mate. Some of us, it's you stepping out and getting to know your neighbor, introducing yourself, befriending your neighbor, kahit na ka. Because alam mo, mahal din siya ni Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we, um, you know, we took an initiative. Some of our staff, um, we bought uh, pizza. And then we went to our kapitbahay, yung handyman. And so we met all the staff there during lunch. And we blessed them with pizza. Tapos nagpakilala tayo. And then uh, we asked permission, Okay lang ba, ipag-pray namin kayo? Grabe yung response. Nung sinabi namin pag-pray, yung mga ibang staff na nandun sa likod, Kami rin! Kami rin! Parang kinalimutan na yung mga, ano eh, kinalimutan na yung mga kliyente. No? Then, wala namang kliyente at that time. No? So they were all there. And we had a, a good time just to get to know them and pray for them. Naisip ko tuloy, no? Grabe siguro, no? What if we do that to every store here in UP Town? One day, we're gonna have friends. We're gonna have churchmates in every store in this facility. Amen? Amen. For some of us, boldness and courage could be you starting a spiritual conversation with somebody. Some of us, boldness and courage could mean you not going with the green jokes anymore and instead apologizing and even saying that you now have convictions in Christ. Some of us, boldness and courage in this time could mean that you are going to invite your friends 
to your small group. Some of us, boldness and courage could mean you're now going to start your own small group. Some of us, boldness and courage could mean you're now going to invite your family kahit na hindi ka nila pinapansin, kahit na galit na galit sila sa'yo minsan at times, kahit na kukulitan na sila sa'yo, kahit na you know, sinisinzone ka lang lagi sa mga, mga messages mo, you're still going to respond with kindness and with compassion because for you, that's what it means to be bold and courageous. For some of us, as we heard those testimonies earlier about what God is doing in the mission field, I believe some of you, God has been speaking to you all these years. And God is calling you out to respond in courage to go to the nations. Some of us, courage we mean, you know, having the faith for provision more than for you. Kahit minsan alam mo, hindi nakasakto to, but yet you will still support somebody who's going to the mission field. By the way, if God is calling you for missions, please, Approach us, approach any of the pastors, and we would gladly walk with you as you pursue the calling of God in your life. Now, in closing, I'd like to ask the, our um, keyboard player to get ready. In closing, as we read on in the story, pag binasa mo yun, syempre, di ba? Nakita sila nagpipreach. Tapos marami na naman nakikinig. Nagalit na naman yung mga religious leaders pinatawag na naman sila, inintimidate na naman sila, tinret na naman sila. Hindi lang sila tinreten, kasi hindi na sila pinakulong, no? pero binugbog naman sila. In fact, in Acts 5 verse 40, this is what it says, they called the apostles back in, and after giving them a thorough whipping, okay, hindi sila nilagyan ng whipped cream, okay? Bin, talagang nilatigo, in fact, sa kanila noon, Tatanggalin yung dito mo, di ba, yung suot mo dito, tapos lalatigoin ka talaga. In fact, someone say, they were beaten to the point that their skin started to break. And they were warned not to speak in Jesus' name and send, send them off. Now, in the next verse, this is what I'd like to highlight. The apostles went out of the high, high council overjoyed. Can you say Overjoyed overjoyed not because hindi malakas yung palo they were overjoyed because they have been given the honor of being dishonored on account of Jesus' name and every day they were in the temple temple and homes teaching and preaching Jesus Christ not letting up for a minute. Not letting up even for a minute. Again, as we look at this story and as we've heard the various testimonies that we have shared today, I'm hoping, in fact, I've been praying all throughout the week for us as we hear this message, that we too will have the courage and the boldness to keep preaching God's Word. You see, one time they were rescued, but in this time, they were beaten. You know why? And why they still kept going? Because God's grace is available both for deliverance from persecution and for us to endure it. Sometimes we are persecuted and we get answered and delivered. Praise God. 
But sometimes when we're persecuted, it lingers still. Praise God. Sometimes we're believing for a miracle, a miraculous healing, and God answers. Praise God. But sometimes it lingers. Sometimes we still don't get the healing. Praise God still because God's grace is sufficient in persecution and in challenges, but even as we go through it. Sometimes we're praying for prayers and they get answered immediately. Praise God. But if lingers, if natatagalan yung answer, if we're still waiting, praise God still. Because God's grace is with us even if we're going through those valleys and those challenges. Deliverance may come an instant. Praise God. But if God allows us to go through those challenges, praise God still. Because His grace is available for us for deliverance from persecution and even for endurance as we go through it. And you know why? Jesus demonstrated it to us. How many of you know there was power when Jesus Christ stepped out of that grave? There was power as well when He was hanging on the cross, enduring the pain. There was grace in resurrection. There was also grace in the crucifixion. And so in the same way, as believers, opposition, persecution, challenges, and tribulations may come. But know this, God's grace for us is available both for deliverance from persecution and endurance as we go through it. Amen? Can we all stand up? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Close your eyes with me. Hallelujah. Lord, we are grateful. That angel that you sent to the disciples was a visual reminder of an eternal and spiritual truth. You are always with us, no matter what. And for every single one of us here, Lord, God, thank you that you want to assure them, I am with you. I am for you and not against you. I am beside you. I am carrying you. I am lifting you up. God, Lord, thank you that there is grace, Lord, for deliverance. There is grace as well for endurance. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, for every single one here who is at this moment enduring. Some of us, we are enduring a sickness. Some of us, we are enduring, you know, financial problems at home or even in the office. Some of us, Lord, we're enduring things, Lord God, because we've been trying and we've been hoping that our loved ones, our friends would get to know you, but we are still in that place of waiting. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that right now you are showering your grace, the grace to still pray, the grace to still believe, the grace to still claim, the grace to still be kind, the grace to still be generous, the grace to still be compassionate. 
the grace to have faith. Lord, thank you that you are giving endurance. You're giving perseverance, Lord. You are giving grace to persevere upon my brothers and sisters who are in that season. In fact, some of us, I believe we're still in the hospital. Some of us who are with us online right now, I just want to pray, Lord, thank you that there is grace upon them as well to believe for miracle and healing, yes. But as they're waiting for your miracle, there is grace to endure. There is grace to believe. There is grace to keep on holding on to you. And so, Lord, we speak your healing power, oh God, yes. We speak your miraculous healing, but we also speak your grace to wait for your progressive healing, Lord God. God, thank you. We receive this and we praise you for deliverance. We praise you also for your endurance. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we are sent out from this place, again, remember, from the upper room to our families, to our cities, to our schools, to the ends of the earth. As we are sent out from this place, let me quote the prayer of the apostles, the prayer of the disciples in Acts chapter 4. And they said, And now, Lord, look upon those threats, but grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Lift your hands. May it be true for every single one here of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.